1: This is the happy hour. You guys know the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts Nick Saynert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez clearing. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The ticket and the ticket into the happy hour 93.7 the ticket the ticket fm.com. nick rico hanging out with you as usual on a friday hello rico hello how's it going it's going great steve you seem like you're in kind of a mood today you always think i'm in a mood am i am i incorrect today are you are you feeling okay did you have to sleep on the floor in your daughter's room again
2: no, I slept on the couch with KJ.
1: Oh no. What what percentage of the nights do you sleep in your own bed? Uh, are we just going by like a week? Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. seven days? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um Are you talking like three out of the three out of the seven, four out of the seven? Probably like probably like three. Wow. Four in a good week. Is that normal? 402, 464, 5685, the Honda Lugan Hotline and the Starter hammond text line. Both open for you guys the entire show. Is that normal? Or do Rico's kids suck? Well, (laughs) that's what you're saying. It would be more so, does Rico just suck? Do I baby my kids? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Are you tough on you? Would you consider yourself a tough father?
2: Yes. Rico. Yeah. Don't do this. You know what else a tough father does? What? Wants sleep. Yeah, I understand. And when your kids, when you tell your daughter to sleep downstairs in her own room and you take her downstairs, you go to leave and she starts screaming and crying. Guess Mm. what? Nobody's sleeping, so gotcha. you lay down on the floor and you get some sleep. Okay. Also, I was told to enjoy this because when she's like thirteen or whatever, she's like, "Get out of my room." So that's that's a very good point. You have to enjoy this, so it's fine. So anyway, I'll well, sleep on the on the baby
1: Yoda pillow. Well, pillow I just floor. I just asked that you're not in the mood when you come to work. I'm not. You always think I'm 402, in a mood. 402-46. I'm not chipper. Well, hey, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line, both open for you guys the entire show today as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. We got a loaded show for you guys today as we'll be joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska at one30 we're gonna be uh, doing weekend picks per usual on Fridays. The usual, um, and there's not a whole lot of great shows or shows. Excuse me, games this weekend. <laughs> Rico, what? No. This is the you. I, I, I need. I need a change. I need a change. <laughs> I need to move. I need to change. I know, going on. uh, once I just said, I just said the wrong word. It happens I'm, a lot. So I don't know why you're worse. I'm not. Um, why
2: are you so mad at me
1: today? <laughs> hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because it's it, people before it's us. turn so, up the heat. It's so high Wait, okay, here right let's, now. Uh, we can, we can, we can outwardly say this because it's factual. Here's the deal. These, the, 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 the people before us, the people in the studio before us hooligans you, you know who you are <laughs> you don't have to crank up the heat 8 degrees for it to get warmer in here it's so hot in here right now so normally we keep the thermostat in here set at 66 yes. just for just for context i walk in and it is set to 74 and the heat is on this is not a small this is not a big space that takes forever to heat up nope it is hot it takes a little bit to cool down though yes it is hot in here because we have the we have the heat turned on and it was up to 74 degrees. So then when we get in here, we turn it back to where, frankly, Mrs. Pearson wants it. Yep. And that's at 66 degrees. Yep. And so we're just working on it. It 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 gets it gets up in your brain. It's a little toasty. Yeah, uh, it's a little toasty. But once again, 402-464-5685. Let's talk Nebraska, Maryland here, because. Nebraska, obviously, uh, getting ready to face off against the Terps tomorrow at 11 a.m. Just a reminder, get your Peacock uh, application and our subscription activated and ready to go for tomorrow morning's game. Uh, When you also get that, uh, there's a couple good college basketball games on on Peacock tonight. Uh, Ohio State hosts the top 15 team. Wisconsin hosts number nine Tennessee tonight. So there's a couple... Uh, additional, you know, sporting events that you're going to get in that package if you decide to uh, subscribe to Peacock. Um, but when you look at tomorrow's game, I want to know this because we're gonna we're gonna play a clip from Mike Loxley's press conference here in a second when he was previewing Nebraska. But this is also a Maryland team that's coming off of a 51 to 15 loss to the Mer- to the Penn State Nittany Lions, right? And it feels like that game was a lot like Nebraska's 45 to 7 loss to Michigan. And what I mean by that is no team in college football should be or technically is 38 points or more better than you, right? And what I'm, I I mean if you look at the Nebraska Michigan game, a lot of that was on Nebraska's issues. A lot of that was Nebraska's issues. Similar to Mike Loxley who believes that that 51-15 deciding game between them and the Penn State and Indy Lions last Saturday, a lot of them was on and because of things Maryland did or didn't do. And so when you look at Nebraska and Maryland, it feels like they're a very similar program. One side of the ball is really, really talented. The other side is is somewhat dragging behind a little bit, and they they are opposite. Maryland's offense is usually really good uh-huh. and can be explosive. Nebraska's is not. And then vice versa, Nebraska's defense can shut teams down. Maryland sometimes struggles with that. Now, when you look at what Maryland needs to do, here's what Mike Loxley said on offense. and it and it resonates you know, resonates with what Nebraska really needs to do on offense. And I thought, this is something. hey, some of the parallels between, a Maryland offense that needs to get their playmakers the ball and a Nebraska offense that do we know who the playmakers are? And, and so get ready 402-464-5685. Cause I'm going to have a question for you guys after we hear Mike Loxley. You
3: know, we've got explosive players. Um, what we've got to do is obviously to most of our explosiveness comes from the perimeter players. We've got to be able to protect a little bit, but also, uh, a guy's got to make a play and make, make a guy miss. And we've, we've got explosive players still. I mean, we're still the same team um, in terms of the types of players. But what we've got to do now is generate them. And, and you know, we've got to put them in the best position as coaches with how we call it. We've also have to make sure that our best players are touching the football. And I don't think right now, you know, when you look and see Roman, him be having seven um, touches. And, you know, Caden Prather having however many he had in that game. And Jay Sean Jones, we have to make sure we are keeping – those players involved with how we call it, and not just called plays because they are good schematic plays. But good schematic plays, they get our best players the ball. And usually when you get your best player the ball, they make plays for you. So it's just a matter of the, a few of those things.
1: So when you heard especially that last part. I like that last part. That last part of we need to get our best players the ball and not worry. Basically, Let's see if I can get it.
3: Player the ball. just they- oh, a little earlier. And usually when you get your best player the ball, they make plays for you. So it's just a matter of a few of those things.
1: So, and and even a little bit before that, he he mentions you you have to get your best players the football. And he mentioned a couple guys by name. Hemby, their starting running back, only had a few touches against Penn State. Same with Prather uh, as well. And Talia Tunga Viola actually started that game 16 of 16 through the air. But you wouldn't notice it when you see a 51 to 15 deciding score yeah you look at his stats and it it looks like they would have won that game so you uh, and and here's the the difference maker and this is once again another parallel between maryland and nebraska maryland had four turnovers last saturday maryland struggles to hold on to the football and on a day tomorrow where the wind is going to be prevalent what is it? 18 to 20 mile an hour winds. Something like that. 53 degrees, I think, is what, what the temperature at kickoff is going to be. It's actually, a, a, aside from the wind. You aside know, from the wind. straight and Midwestern vibes. But, aside from the wind, it's a pretty nice day. And so, I, I guess my point is this. With Maryland and how Mike Loxley just said that about best players get get need to get the ball. And you need to figure out a way as coaches to get your best players the ball. I think Maryland has a better idea of who those guys are than maybe Nebraska does. And this is the this is then the question for you guys. 402-464-5685. The Honda of Lincoln hotline and the starter Heyman text line. And I'll probably ask Zach this here in about 15 minutes when we talk to him on the phone. But in crunch time, who do you go to? Tomorrow on a day when Nebraska might score 17, maybe might score 14. If Nebraska finds himself in a one possession game, like they have in weeks past and they've luckily figured out ways to, to, I guess, you know, avoid disaster and avoid heartbreak Mm -hmm. for a couple of those weeks. Who do you go to? Because like last week then against Michigan state, there was, there was no, there was no plan and there wasn't a whole lot of urgency either. So
2: I push back a little bit where I think Nebraska knows who they want to go to. I just don't think they're very good at getting the ball to those players. And also, there's mm-hmm. one player that I, I think they need to go to more, and they just refuse to for whatever reason, and that would be Emmett Johnson. But I think, in in my eyes, you you don't know. Like, we don't know who they want to go to, but it seems as if Heinrich Harburg obviously is option 1A. Mm-hmm. His legs are option 1A. But when he does decide to throw the ball, um, you've seen him target. Fedoni the most, yep. and Malachi towards the end of that game was getting yep. a lot of targets, and a, and and they were trying to get the ball in his hands. And I mean, Alex Bullock has been the one receiver that started the season that is still starting. I mean, Billy Kemp is back now, but um, yep. to me, it's Fedoni, Coleman, and possibly when he's fully, fully healthy, maybe Billy Kemp. But, but but it's it's hard to get them the ball because your quarterback has been so inaccurate and. You have these playmakers on the outside, kind of like what Loxley said. And Nebraska, I mean, you've heard Rule and company say it multiple times. They want to get the guys out in Mm -hmm. space. They want to get their playmakers the ball to let them do their thing. They just can't get it to them.
1: I think, but I—I I mean, think about some of those names you said, though. Rico, Emmett Johnson is what in his third or fourth second. game? Oh yeah, second year, third or fourth game. Yeah, Malachi Coleman, same situation, mm-hmm. third game. Heinrich Harburg has looked more and more indecisive at times mm-hmm. each week in his seventh game now. Yeah, I mean he's played in as, all a, of them. as a starter. As, as a quarterback. Yeah, right. But that's my thing. Is like Nebraska in in years past, it was. 100% Samari Toure when you needed to play. 1000% Amir Abdullah when you needed to play. 1000% Trey Palmer when you needed to play. Mm-hmm. And they, frankly, those guys were able to go out and make a play for you. I mean, if you, the season start,
2: it's, and this is the hard part. With the injuries, without the injuries, you know who they're going to go to. They're handing the ball off to Gabe Irvin and they're looking for either IGC yeah, or Marcus Washington. But right now, with those injuries, you're playing. You know, Mm -hmm. two, three freshmen are starting at wide receiver. A redshirt freshman is starting at running back. A redshirt sophomore is starting at quarterback. Due to the injuries and and the lack of good play from some other positions, you've had to go deep into your roster to find people. And maybe these guys later on down the line are going to be the guys that you target, the guys that you're looking for in those crunch time moments. But right now, you've kind of got to force feed him. So right now yeah. you're looking at Malachi Coleman. Maybe he wasn't ready to play this year. Maybe he was, but right now you're looking at him. You're like, dude, we need you to step up. We need you well, to do this. Thomas Fedoni and Heinrich Karberg have this rapport with each other. So he looks for him damn near every single time he drops back to pass. The problem yeah. is the defense knows that now and they're yeah. keeping him from getting the ball. So now Heinrich has to go through his progressions, which is something that again, not to be rude. He's not very good at right now. So it's, they're, Nebraska's put in this odd situation where they know what they have to do. Mm-hmm. They know who they want to get the ball
1: to. They just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's somewhat, is it wrong to say that's deflating? Like, no, you're right. I mean, it, it's deflating. Not, not only, not only as a fan, but I would, I would imagine at times like as, as a member of that team, it, like it's deflating because unfortunately I'm not sure Nebraska right now has a guy that can deliver the mail and 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 that's not coming at Heiner carberg or trying to but at some point like like you just said rico you need and as mike loxley just talked about and this maryland team was a team that started 5 and 0 as a team you at some point you need guys around him to step up but then in addition it's the coaches understanding hey we just need to figure out it's less about scheme and more about just getting the ball into the hands of the playmakers Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, and we saw it earlier in the season at times, Nebraska's offense tried to do a lot of unique things, whether that's, and what I mean by you, unique, I guess, is the the, the the cliche term for it is they tried to get cute. Like they they did, yeah. they did. And Nebraska's offense wasn't dynamic enough and isn't, you, you know, dynamic enough and doesn't, doesn't have enough playmakers right now. They have a lot of potential playmakers, but in terms of consistent and and playmakers that have had the body of work and 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 exemplified that consistently unfortunately nebraska doesn't have that right now and that's okay you can still win this isn't us trying to say that nebraska's there there's a no chance that nebraska wins games with these guys cuz that's not true at all mm-hmm. but it just makes it a little more difficult and you have to adjust to your team and you have to adjust to the guys that you have out there and whether that's replacing guys that you're sending out to block, whether that's replacing guys or just subbing, not permanent, just subbing guys that you're, ha- you're throwing the ball to on a screen mm-hmm. at what you're asking of guys like Heinrich Harburg tomorrow, Maryland. Here's the deal. Like Maryland at the end of the day, last week gave up 114 yards up the middle, a rushing and a bulk of those was for, from drew Aller, the Penn state quarterback. So now, tomorrow, if you're Nebraska, you're sitting here going, okay, Heinrich, we need you to be as decisive as ever. We need you to be Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech decisive tomorrow against Maryland. Go out there, have fun, and, and run through somebody's face. I suppose so. If you want, yeah, if you want to put a, I mean, to put a that, quote to that, it. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, but same thing needs to be said for Emmett Johnson. And on the flip side, those opportunities need to be given to those guys not that it hasn't necessarily been given to Heiner Carberg he's he's rushed the ball the uh the the most amount of times he has the most rushing yards on the roster and I'll be all right but then if you look at Emmett Johnson and even if tomorrow's Anthony Grant or whoever it is mm-hmm. you need to be able to get them into a rhythm so that they can actually make something happen because as as Nebraska fans know from years and years of this it feels like Taking a guy out after he's gotten a couple productive runs has not necessarily helped his case or Nebraska's case in years past. i'm not I'm not trying to question, and I want to make this very clear. I'm not questioning Nebraska's use of personnel. I'm not questioning Nebraska's use of or in decision making with substitutions. Maybe there's something else going on. But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of people out here that think Emmett Johnson is a clear r b one. And might not feel like he's getting treated like a true RB
2: one. I mean, we talk about getting the ball in your playmakers' hands. It's a lot easier to get the ball into your running back's hands than it is your wide receivers because you can just turn around and hand the ball off. You can pitch it to him. You can, mm-hmm. you know, outside you can do all of these things to get them the ball. Um, and for whatever reason, Nebraska has refused to do that and has kept it in Heinrich's hands. Yep. Whether it's and I, you look whether it's on an option and he just decides not to pitch it or whatever it's on, the ball's in Heinrich's hands and he's running it more often then not. So if you want to talk about getting your playmakers the ball, you need to make an attempt to get your playmakers the ball. And you have two pretty solid playmakers at running back, turn around, hand the ball off to him. And like Nick said, let them get into a zone. You don't have to run Heiner Carberg 30 times. Let your running backs do something. And then you sprinkle in some Heiner Carberg and it's even more effective. And then maybe you get some short passes. Maybe you let him use his arm, his strong arm, and just chuck it down the field to one of the speed demons that you have on the outside. And Malachi Coleman, Jalen Lloyd, Jaden Doss, all of those guys, they can stretch the field. All of a sudden, the safeties are moving back. Guess what? Thomas Bredoni and his big body right there in the middle. You know, you get that former roommate or current roommate connection. I don't know if they're roommates right now or if they were roommates, whatever it is. But again, you have options all over the field, whether they're young, inexperienced or whatever. They are here because they are good at playing football, or at least you believe that they were good at playing football, get them the ball and let them show you why you brought them in. It's as simple as that. Uh, And again, it's easier said than done, but that's why you have the job.
1: So once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln hotline and the starter Heyman text line. How about this uh, statistic? In the last three games, Maryland is minus eight in the turnover battle. Nebraska on the season is minus 12 in the turnover battle. Uh, you look at who's going to win. I the mean, turnover I mean, battle. I, and, and that's a big part tomorrow. That's right. D- like that that's, is that, disgusting. That's a huge. That's a huge part tomorrow. That's why I kind of opened the segment with like, look at these parallels. Right. Um, because Nebraska has not held on to the ball, no matter who the quarterback is. Like the here, here's what I want. I want to get to a point also is that. Has Heinrich Harburg won games? Absolutely. And, and frankly, Nebraska is in bowl contention because of who they're and, and because they made a quarterback change. But now it's also important to be realistic and to assess the situation with not wearing rose colored glasses and say, you know what? Look, Nebraska, this is a the, the turnover issue was not a quarterback problem. It yep. is it is a program issue. This is a this is a Nebraska team Issue. It's weird because Nebraska is minus twelve this season in the turnover battle. Maryland is plus uh plus one on the year. Oh, good for them! But minus eight in the last three games. So that's pretty remarkable. This is also a Maryland they team. Started this season. This is, a Mar- this, this is a Maryland team that started five and zero. Oh. They've lost four straight. Um, and 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 frankly, if you're Maryland here, you uh want to get this win pretty bad against the Huskers because your two remaining games, Michigan at home but mm-hmm. you still don't feel still, great. It's Michigan. Right? And then you have to travel to Piscataway to face Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Gross. So one of these teams going to be six, six wins uh, tomorrow, but uh, one of them still searching after uh, tomorrow morning's game. Make sure you get your, your uh, subscriptions to Peacock if you have not done some already.
2: You, you said that they're plus one right now. They're minus eight in the last four. Yes. So they were plus nine in their first yeah. five games.
1: Yeah. Man,
2: what a world. That would be so much uh, fun. P-
1: minus eight in the last three. The last they three. committed four on Saturday, okay. zero against Northwestern. Northwestern in that game, by the way, turned the ball over six times and still won the game. Mm-hmm. And then the previous game before that, Maryland went minus four. So they were plus nine in their first five games. There you go. That so, would be fun. All right, there it is. Uh, let's go ahead and take our break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska as we wrap things up on a Friday right back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Singert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.